do. Alright, what's up everybody? Happy Friday! Or whatever day you decide to listen to this. Okay, so today's content, we're going to focus on a different perspective to work-life balance and how work might not be the problem, it's just your boring life. I'm not saying your life is boring, maybe we're just going to take a different little dive into this topic today. So a conversation came up earlier this week with a client that has been on and off with me for a very long time for personal training and work always tends to get in front of him and I don't think he has the best relationship or liking towards his job or maybe company. I don't think it's his position or job that he dislikes. I think it's the company, the team, the organization maybe he has problems with. But um, to jump right into it, when we think about work-life balance, a lot of us like to think about work always being the issue when we think about the conversation of work and life balance between both of them. And not to discredit that because there is a, there are, not is, there are a lot of people that either work in a company that they're not that happy with, an organization of people that they don't get along with, maybe a position that's not right for their skill set or passion, um, et cetera, so on, right? So there is a lot of those issues and something I do talk about a lot with work. I'm someone that likes to preach the idea of picking something that you're passionate about due to the fact that if I'm spending 40 hours a week working, that's 25% of my week, right? And 25% of my working career, and who knows? Some people start working at 15 years old and don't stop until they're in their 60s or whatever, right? So it's a huge part of our life. So I think just be as a disclaimer before I get into kind of the other perspective of this, it is important to understand that the role that you choose to spend your time in with your career and your job is a very, very important decision that you need to make in life. But the one thing I do like to remind people to give you a little bit of perspective on it is number one, understand that your work and job is required to be a part of this life, right? Because we need money to be not necessarily successful in any aspect of it, but just to be able to live, right? Everything is on a monetary value and we live in a monetary system. So like work will forever be a part of the journey. So understanding that it's like the same concept of people getting mad at traffic every day, right? It's like, well, you spend time in traffic every single day. So you think you just get used to it and to expect it, right? So that's kind of one thing just to understand from a perspective, you know, standpoint is just like work will always be there. So Instead of getting mad about work being a part of your life, how about we just kind of A, embrace it a little bit more, and B, take the time to kind of find something that's right for you. Um, and then the other one, right, which is just kind of exactly what I just finished up with there, is like the the importance of finding the team, the organization, the company, the position, the growth, the, the ability to grow into bigger things, whatever it is, right? Like you need to be able to find that thing down and just understand that you are the one that has control of it all. Um, that's always my favorite thing when people complain about relationships or jobs and let's say for a matter of fact, that that is the thing that they're complaining about actually is maybe the problem and it's not right for them. You are the one that has control over it, right? You are the one that is the decision maker in your life. You're the one that has the keys or in the driver's seat, so forth, right? So it's not fair to continually complaining about something when you are the one that actually has the power to change it, Right. Having the ability to have a conversation with your boss to change positions or to quit your job and find a different company or in relationships or whatever it is, right? Like just understand that you're the one that always has control of that. So when we think about going back and complaining about work, I always like to just preface the conversation of understanding that you're the one that has the control. No one else, right? So when it comes to making those changes, you will always, always have that control. Now, to jump into kind of my conversation with the client earlier this week and kind of my perspective, to be honest with you, on a lot of people that complain about work-life balance, I don't think that 
the work side of it necessarily is as big of a deal as people make it. I think it's the aspect that people are not giving enough input and investment into themselves and their happiness on their time off, which just kind of bleeds into every other area of life, right? So just to open up with the, the numbers conversation of what we're talking about, if you're sleeping six, seven, eight, nine hours a day, right? So let's call it, you know, 50, 45 to 60 hours a week, depending everyone's kind of subjective on sleep. You know, that's a chunk of your life that's going to be standard. Then there's working 40-ish hours a week, you know, like my team, the average is actually 30 hours a week, and we call that kind of full-time here, and some other people are working 60 hours a week, right? So no matter what, let's say, like, there's at least a minimum of probably 40 up to maybe all the way up to, like, 70, 80 hours a week that's left for yourself, right? So if we just said kind of somewhere around the sweet spot of, like, 50 and 60 hours every single week that's left for you, to obviously there's maybe some driving involved and there's eating and there's you know family stuff and there's there's other kind of responsibilities outside of work it's not all free time obviously um but your execution on those hours and that time is really going to dictate how happy you're going to be a with yourself b with your job your relationship and family and roommates at home right and it just bleeds into all these other areas right so i always kind of had a rule for myself that I kind of looked at four things and I try to do these daily and making sure at least I'm doing them weekly. It never goes beyond that, right? So number one is I always do something for my body every single day. And what I mean by my body is I get movement in, I get sun, I get exercise, I do something physically for my body, right? Um, I'm one of those people personally that works out more for the mental aspect of it and the emotional balance for it than probably the physical reward. Um, and obviously there's a nice byproduct of physically being strong and good looking, right? But doing something for my body is a really, really important, essential thing for me every single day. Because when I don't get that in, I feel like I'm like, oh, I didn't really do anything for myself today. And I kind of just feel a little bit more irritable, right? And my girlfriend knows that when I don't work, you know, at here at work, it kind of just bleeds a little bit. So it's natural for everyone to do this. So body is number one. Number two is then I try to do something for my heart, my soul, right? Which is going to be kind of my passion products. Like what or what are things that like hobbies or things that I love to do that are purely just for me, right? So for me, it could be, you know, riding the Harley like I did today. It could be skimboarding. It could be going golfing. It could be doing anything that I find joy in myself, right? Um, and it doesn't necessarily need to be always an active thing. For sometimes it's people watching their favorite sports team play or hanging out with friends or whatever, right? Like try to really dial in, like, what are you truly passionate about from like a, of a spiritual level and an emotional level? What are those things that really kind of fill your cup? So that's number two. Number three is brain. Um, doing something for my brain every day is the aspect of educating myself. I am a forever learner and I am really, really, really big on continued education. Um, I'm someone that didn't go to college, so I'm not as big of a believer in the formal education system. Um, I think teaching people what to learn versus how to learn and you know I, there's some of those concepts i don't really like so what i always tell people is like you know there's so much information between good books good podcasts good youtube videos good documentaries um mentors anything like that right really having something that kind of stimulates you to continually grow into something better than yourself um so doing something for your brain and then the last one is doing something for my pockets right and just like i said earlier in the conversation it's like you know, we live in a monetary world, right? Meaning everything costs something, right? Financially, it costs something like to keep a roof over my head, to put gas in my car, the car itself, the clothes I'm wearing, the food I eat, like everything costs money. So there's, you know, there's a need and a demand for money. And depending on the lifestyle that you have set for yourself or dreamed out for yourself or whatever goal that is, 
you know, there's obviously going to be a certain limit that you need to have there. So working for me is also a fulfillment thing. Um, you know, I look at work just like the emotional aspect is kind of like a, a spiritual thing. I like, like when I think about spirituality, I always tell people I'm not religious. I'm more spiritual, right? Like spiritual is like believing in something bigger than yourself. And I think about when you exercise, like you're growing sometimes and having goals for yourself sometimes that you've never had. That is a spiritual aspect. That's how I look at work. That's how I look at physical fitness for myself, everything, right? So doing those things for myself allows me to fill my cup and make sure that I'm doing something for myself, right? And you guys have heard me say this a million times if you've been listening and watching this stuff for a long time that like you can't pour from an empty cup, right? Like you have to in order to be selfless truly successfully, you have to be more selfish by kind of by yourself first, right? So taking that control back and understanding that if I do something for myself, if I reward myself with exercise, if I, you know, eat good, healthy food and meal prep my own food, if I have time to go hit the driving range for an hour and go have one of my hobbies kind of checked off the list, if I read in the morning for an hour or listen to a podcast in the car or watch some YouTube videos in the sauna, um, you know, whatever it is, then obviously going to work, like I love work, so for me, work has never been the problem. You know, those are all things that fill my cup. So this way, when I'm at work, I feel energized. I feel recharged. I feel like I'm excited to be here. When I'm at home, I'm excited to see my girlfriend. I'm excited to be there with her. I'm excited to be present in the moment. When I don't have those things going on, and I'm speaking from a place of experience on this because like when I first opened up the gym for the first two years, my fitness really, really struggled. I wasn't working out consistently at all. My fitness went backwards. My body composition went backwards. My mental health went backwards. And a lot of that was kind of what we would like to say in this work-life balance scenario. Work was the problem. And, you know, running a business for the first time by myself with no help, like there was just like a lot of stress and there was a lot of kind of scheduling issues. Um, I loved every bit of it, but like things kind of got put to the wayside because I wasn't as organized with really understanding the concept of what happens when I don't take care of myself outside of those things. I thought like, ah, it's whatever, like I'll, I'll do it when I have time or I'll do it when I can. The environment and the setup and the management of it is really the most important thing of it, right? So when you look at work-life balance, I don't really want to get too kind of deep in the woods with this one, but I don't really think work for a lot of people is the problem. I think your perspective and your mindset and approach to it is the problem. Like understand that work is going to be something that you need to do, right? So every job has boring parts. Every work and every job and position is going to have tough things with it. Um, so that's something that we should already, A, be going into the mindset of. Two is like, you have control of where you work and the position and title that you have for yourself, right? Like you don't have to do what you're doing. You can change careers. You can go get education in a different space. You can start over. Like these are things that maybe sound overwhelming to people because we're creatures of habit or a lot of us are, um, but you're the one that has control of it, right? So understand that your job is something that A, has to be there. B, you have control of it. These should already be things that kind of soften the load a little bit, right? But really what makes you good at work and happy at work is the same thing that makes you good at every other aspect of your life. You have to do other things well for yourself first. Because if you don't initially invest the time, the money, the energy, the resources into bettering yourself and doing things that make you happy, you're going to feel that your work is going to become harder. Your relationships are going to become harder. You're going to build resentment. You're going to take the stress to other areas of life. And no matter what and how powerful or strong you think you are, how much discipline, 
it will bleed into other areas of life. And if you let it bleed and you don't stop the bleeding, you're going to be one of those people that's switching jobs all the time, that's in and out of relationships, that doesn't have a good relationship with their self on a health perspective, both physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, everything that we talk about. So understand that step one in every area of life is to always put back into yourself, right? Be more selfish, right? I think a lot of people are... I don't want to say a lot of people are just naturally selfless over selfish, but I think that what we decide to do with our time, unfortunately, ends up being more passive than it could be active. So the last little nugget I want to leave you guys with is when we have time off, it's very easy for us to take that time, A, for granted, and B, just be very passive with it. Um, I'll give you an example. I use social media a lot for my business, so I don't know if this is high or low compared to normal people, but like... My time on my phone, and I think it's too high, is like four, I think it's like four hours a day, like maybe under over by a little bit, whatever. But I want to say like my average time spent on my phone, and this is everything, right? This is between texting, calls, emails, social media. Social media and Instagram is definitely the biggest time consumption, podcast, music, the whole nine yards, right? But I think four hours a day is like, it's a lot of time, right? Like, so understanding that social media, then there's TV every night. We watch uh, one or two hours a night of three hours, maybe sometimes of TV every night. Um, or just lounging and kind of just like wasting time doing nothing, right? Like, not to say that there's like, there's there's no reason that you shouldn't have social media in your life. There's no reason you shouldn't watch TV. There's no reason to kind of be doing nothing spaced off, right? Like, I think those play, those things have their place in life. But if you start to really evaluate your time alone or the time that you have left for yourself outside of work and outside of sleeping, if you're just being very passive with the time, it's very easy for the energy to go lower, the stress to kind of build up, like all these things that we complain about. I'll give you an example that I always think is funny. If I go to the work all day and I work, let's just say I work an eight hour day and I don't work out. I'll go home thinking like, wow, that was a long day and I'm kind of just like a little beat up and I... I don't want to say I don't feel accomplished because work is still very accomplishing for me. But some people just go into work, the clock in, clock out, and there's no, like, reward to work. But if I go to work and I work the same amount of hours and I worked out that day and I read that day, I come home being like, oh, I had a really successful day. Like, I worked for eight hours. I got a workout in. I read, you know, two chapters in my book. I listened to a podcast on the way home. So I just feel like I'm, like, checking all these boxes off, which makes it just makes my day feel so much more rewarding. Um, and if I can do those things and play around a golf or I can do those things and, you know, have something like hobby-ish for myself, like I just feel so accomplished, right? And I think that's where a lot of this resentment towards work and our day and our life happens is because you're just going to work and going home and cooking and watching some TV and you're like in the same rat race and same routine daily, right? Um, not to knock my girlfriend, but like, you know, if we get home, we probably eat let's call it seven o'clock, sometimes it's all the way as late as nine, which is definitely something I've been working on for a long time. It's still not perfect. Let's call it seven to eight we eat, right? So if we have dinner at seven, then we'll eat and you know, we'll have a glass of wine or two glasses of wine every night, one with dinner, one with cooking dinner. And uh, then we watch TV. Then we watch, probably watch TV till I probably pass out around 10, 1030 on the couch. She wakes me up an hour later, brings me to bed because I always go to bed earlier than her. But let's say we kind of sit down, right? And our time alone is kind of, and on the weekdays, having dinner together, having a glass of wine, chit-chatting for a little bit as we're cooking. And then we watch TV and we eat dinner and that's it, right? And that's a couple hours. And for us, that's our wind-down time. But if you think about that, like 9 o'clock, 
Then I'll wake up probably around 7, 7.30. She wakes up around 8.30, 9.30. So she has 12 hours that she just kind of goes from couch to bed and then wakes up. Right? Like, when in reality, she's only, maybe, you'd only need six, seven, eight, nine hours a day, depending on who you are. So maybe waking up a little bit earlier for some people and doing something for themselves. Meditating, going on a walk, going to read a book. Um, or at nighttime, maybe reading a book instead of watching TV. Like, try to figure out where in your life you feel is going to be easiest to kind of manipulate some things that you can do more for yourself that feel more rewarding. I have never in my life go, wow. I watched a lot of TV yesterday. I'm pretty proud of that, right? Like, versus like, wow, I read like a lot of pages yesterday. Like, it just feels more accomplishing. It feels like, you know, I'm doing something for myself. Now, I still watch TV. It's not anything to knock, but like, I feel like it's important to have things that you feel accomplished about every single day, right? And it's not just a work thing. It's every area of your life and your health, right? So figuring out for you as a listener right now, like, what's the one area that I feel like I wanted to make a better habit or a goal for myself or do things that I feel more accomplished and find that little time or do those little things consistently to build those habits and then start to integrate those into it, right? And when you integrate that into the lifestyle, I'm telling you right now, you're going to start to have a different attachment toward those things, right? You're going to start to feel like, wow, I'm happier at work. I'm like happier in my relationship. I feel like I have a better relationship with my body and my mental health. Like you'll see all these things kind of just like, they domino and they build momentum into every area of your life. Just like you can bleed stress into every area of your life, you can bleed gratitude into every area of your life, right? And that accomplishedness and their um, accomplishment of every day of doing something for yourself, um, I think is a very, very powerful tool, right? So that's kind of what I want to leave you guys with is just understand that work-life balance, yes, it is important. Yes, you should be addressing work. I gave you the nuggets on what I think. Um, but I'm going to tell you right now from more people that I talk to and including myself and my team and my clients – it's less of work being the problem and it's more of you not capitalizing on your free time in your life. So your life is the problem. It sounds kind of dark, but whatever. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, as usual, if you guys like this, you feel like someone can benefit from hearing this, share this to somebody. That's how we get this content out to everybody. I do this for free because I want to empower and educate people to be better versions of themselves. Um, and as always, talk to you guys next week. Have a great weekend.